Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Former chief of staff to Prime Minister Jean Chrétien and now a partner in the law firm of Bennett Jones. Uh, basically, the argument is let's expedite things. He's here to explain all on the Oakley Show. Mr. Goldenberg, a pleasure. Good afternoon. Pleasure for me to be with you, John. All right. Uh, you write in your piece that uh, this process, it's already been over a year since she was taken in for extradition and uh, she's out on bail. Uh, the process expected to stretch throughout 2020 and appeals could drag on for years after that. So as I say, uh, your argument, let's expedite things. How would we do that? That's right. I mean, my argument is based on one premise. We have two Canadians who are unjustly imprisoned in pretty poor, apparently in very poor conditions in China, in a Chinese jail. And it's very clear, uh, whether we like it or not, and I don't, and none of us like it, but it's very clear that unless Madame Meng goes back to China, there is no way the Chinese are going to send the two Canadians home. So what I've done in my article, uh, based on what I believe is a fundamental principle for a, go- for a government, which is to protect the liberty of citizens, that let's find a way to bring the two Canadians home. And th- this is not being pro-China or anti-China or anything else. It's strictly in the interest of two unfortunate Canadians who are being held in terrible conditions in a Chinese jail. So there is a provision in the extradition, and I, I also believe, and I think most of us do, that the extradition request by the Americans has a lot to do with their geopolitical struggle, uh, war against uh, Huawei and against China, and perhaps a little bit less to do with the, with the criminal law. In fact, President Trump said that he would use uh, Meta Meng as a pawn in his uh, trade negotiations with China, which proves that it's a um, it's a political extradition request. So there is a provision in the law, in the, and I believe very strongly, as the government has said, we as Canadians must act in accordance with the rule of law. But the question becomes, what is the rule of law? And I don't believe the rule of law is simply that you have to see an extradition hearing uh, go to its logical conclusion, because there is a provision in the Extradition Act, and it's uh, for those who are interested, it's called sec- it's in Section 23, Subsection 3, that gives the Minister of Justice, not the Attorney General, the Minister of Justice, the complete discretion to put an end to an extradition hearing at any time. I believe that at this time, the government should should make a deal with the Chinese that if we send Madame Meng home, they send home uh, Mr. Kovrig and Mr. Spavor. Um, and, I, and I think you can do that strictly in accordance with the rule of law. Um, and it's not something that is unknown. Uh, in fact, the United States a few weeks ago uh, dropped criminal charges about a breach of sanctions against an Iranian scientist in order for him to go back to Iran so that they could free a, an American who had been sentenced to a lengthy prison term in, in, in Iran. The Israelis often uh, release 
tens and sometimes hundreds of convicted terrorists, and Meta Meng is no terrorist, uh, in order to bring back uh, kidnapped uh, Israeli soldiers or even uh, the remains of, of Israeli soldiers. So it's doing something like this would not be a precedent in, international, in, 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 in the world. It's fully in accordance with what other countries do. And I think it's in the interest, you know, of the two Canadians uh, who are, you know, have been living for a year without access to lawyers or without access to family and with uh, the light burning all the 24 hours a day in the cell. So that, that's what I would like to do. Again, with Eddie Goldenberg, former chief of staff to Prime Minister Jean Chrétien, on this uh, resolution he uh, proffers in this op-ed piece Saturday in The Globe as to getting our two Michaels back. A prisoner exchange is essentially what you're arguing here, uh, saying it would still be compliant right. and consistent with our own laws. But how then uh, would we be perceived internationally as far as extradition treaties are concerned? Well, there's a provision in the extradition treaty that extradition must be in accordance with Canadian law. And there's a provision in the Canadian law that the minister can um, uh, can uh, can send the person home at any time. So there's no there's no violation of an extradition treaty. There's no violation of um, of Canadian law. Uh, how are we perceived in the international community? How is the United States perceived for having sent uh, for having dropped criminal charges against an Iranian in, or, in order to get a an a, an American out of an Iranian jail. How is Israel perceived for giving up uh, convicted terrorists in order to bring Israeli citizens back home from terrible conditions uh, who've been captured by the Palestinians? It's a practical solution to a difficult problem. We, you know, there's no doubt we could stand for so-called stand for principle and say that you know we won't be bullied, uh, we won't be blackmailed, and all of that. But you know, it's a lot easier for us to say that when we're sitting at home in Toronto or in Ottawa or in Montreal than uh, when you're sitting in a jail cell in Beijing. Yeah, you uh, do argue that you know just getting them home and then we'll deal with a fallout afterwards. So. Uh... Mm-hmm. How we proceed on the China file uh, is something that we'll get to that bridge when we do. Do you think that Donald Trump might have been purposeful and uh, even wily in putting us into this position? I mean, he had a trade arrangement uh, that he was trying to cobble together there with the Chinese, of which I guess part one uh, is what going to be signed uh, either today or tomorrow or somewhere? Last week. Uh, Last week. Okay. Uh, So does that then lessen uh, the importance, I guess, in the equation of Meng Wanzhou? I, you know, I don't think that anybody could ever suggest that Donald Trump has a long-term strategy on anything. It's what he thinks at three o'clock in the morning when he writes a tweet. Hmm. Um, but one thing I know for sure, because I know some some people have criticized my article. They say, "Well, my God, what are the Americans going to say? The Americans are going to be furious." I was involved 15, 16 years ago, maybe almost 17 now, with uh, Prime Minister Cretan's decision to say to, that Canada would not participate in the war in Iraq. We were told that this would this would infuriate the Americans. They would retaliate. There would be all sorts. Of, there would be all sorts of measures taken against Canada. We decided to act in what we thought was the Canadian interest, and guess what? The Americans didn't do anything at, at all. I'm not sure that. President Trump, if first of all, President Trump, if we were to do what I suggest, it's exactly what Trump would do if he were in, if he were in a similar situation, and it probably 
gets a monkey off his back because in, in for further trade negotiations, there's second round of negotiations with China. China will be demanding the dropping of the case against Madame Meng. This this gives uh, you know if she's back home, there's one last demand from China in a negotiation. So it might actually be in the interest of the United States for her to be sent home. But we're an independent country. We have to act. You know, I, Trump talks about uh, America first. I talk about Canada first. And the role of a Canadian government is to do whatever it possibly can do to uh, achieve the liberty of its citizens. And that's the objective of what I wrote um, on Saturday in the Globe and Mail. Yeah, Eddie, furthermore to that, uh, you do say that Beijing is not really impressed with our application of international law and covenants. They see in a different light this whole uh, retaining oh, Meng Wanzhou. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I'm not saying that that I agree with them, but there is no doubt that the Chinese believe that we're effectively holding her as a hostage for Trump, and that this has nothing to do with criminal law and has everything to do with uh, with uh, the with the American what they call what I actually call a Cold War economic war against China. So the Chinese don't believe this is a criminal matter. They believe it is something that uh, Trump has imposed on Ken. And we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I think in those circumstances, uh, the best thing to do is to act in your own country's interest and the interest of your citizens. Yeah, you talk about the hard choices needing to be made. There's no easy out here or solution, but uh, you do cite your former boss, the Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. When you painted into a corner, what was the expression? He said, when you're painted in the corner, the way out is to walk on the paint. <laughs> and I think that's he's pretty practical. He is a pretty practical guy. And I think that's the thing to do. And I want to stress that I'm not suggesting that this is a one, that what I'm putting forward is a wonderful solution. I'm saying that there are two unpalatable options. And often in government, you have to choose between somewhat unpalatable and very unpalatable. Unfortunately, you don't always have the opportunity to choose between good and even better. And uh, what I what I am suggesting is less unpalatable than the other option, which is stand on principle, do nothing, and leave these poor guys in jail for could be years to come. Well, yeah, you also suggest that now that they've been, uh, their case has turned over to a Chinese prosecutor, uh, it's anybody's guess where this might go. Are you, uh, I guess, fearful that this could become, you know, somewhat of a show trial or it uh, would redound very, very negatively and badly for these two people? Oh, I don't think there's much doubt that if they are put on trial, uh, they would redound very badly for these people. I mean, the Chinese system is not our system, and... uh, I suspect that the trial wouldn't take very long, and the, sentence could, and the sentence could be quite harsh. And Eddie, you know, as you alluded to earlier, uh, on balance, uh, would we be better served reducing tensions with the Chinese and uh, basically roll the dice with the USA? Well, I think we're better served. Uh, uh, hopefully, it would reduce tensions with, the, with uh, China, but we're best served by getting our Canadians home. That's the basic premise. In terms of rolling the dice with the United States... Frankly, you know, that when the United States declared that Canada was a national security risk and put on tariffs on steel and aluminum, it made no sense. I, I think we have to act in our own interest, and uh, we'll see what the United States does. Trump, President Trump is not very popular in Canada, so uh, I think if he were to act, I, I think Canadians would probably rise up against him. Well, uh, yeah, and then the fallout from that stateside or uh, as to how it might impact us and uh, the Trudeau government, but uh, yeah. w- waiting this I, out. I, 
I actually don't think that you know we have it as a tenant. We have a tendency as Canadians to think that uh, we're taken more seriously in the United States than the United States is taken in Canada. And we have a tendency, in my view, sometimes to negotiate against ourselves. We have an idea and say, oh, my God, the Americans couldn't do that. So what, what should we do? So we'll do a little bit less. Oh, it still wouldn't be good enough for the Americans. Then it still wouldn't be good enough for the Americans. And eventually you put a very seriously compromised position on the table, and they don't even know that you had a position in the first place. <laughs> I, I, and that's unfortunately been uh, true too often in in Canada I've seen that over the years so I think that you know you you do what's in your own interest uh, as I said uh, if we had uh, been really worried about what the American reaction would have been in 2003 uh, we would have gone to war in Iraq and uh, Thankfully, we didn't do that. And the American reaction wasn't, as Prime Minister Cretien said at the time, he said, they don't buy our products because they like the smile on our face. They buy our products because they need them. So waiting this out, certainly not an option. Eddie Goldenberg, interesting read for sure in Saturday's Globe and Mail. Again, uh, bring our guys home and uh, turn over Meng Wanzhou. Appreciate your weighing in and explaining it in your own words this afternoon. Thank you very much, John. I very much am happy to have done that. Thank you. Eddie Goldenberg, former Chief of Staff to Prime Minister Jean Chrétien, now a partner in the law firm Bennett Jones. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.